Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor, and I will be one of your hosts today. Joining me is Red Rocks Church Young Adults Lead Pastor, Andrew Matrone. Hey. Andrew, what's going on? I like this intro. Yeah, man. We got to get, like, real horns to to come in for you. Yeah, I feel like I need, I need like a, an intro music just for myself. <laughs> you know how dope it'd be to have a... A walk-in music every time you walk into a room. What would it be? What would be your song? Oh, um, something with Dre, you know? Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so, that's so Springfield. It's hard. Out a little yeah, bit. yeah. It's Springfield, Missouri's coming Makes out. you walk in, like, what's up, what's up? Guys, welcome Andrew Matrone. And joining us again this week, making her third appearance on the podcast. And last. Just <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for Whitney Bass. Oh. <laughs> Whitney, what's going on? What is what's new over this past week since the last time we recorded? Oh, my dogs got out. I chased them around my neighborhood, and then I found them. That was, that's been new in my life. Nice. Had mild anxiety, but we're here. There you go. That's awesome. And what are your dogs' names? Chief and Kingston. And but the, Andrew, give them your names. <clears throat> Kingsley and Chef. Yeah. They're the nicest dogs on the planet. Wouldn't hurt a soul. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the seven people Kingsley's bitten. <laughs> <laughs> no. I wish we were kidding. All right, guys. Last week, I think we had such an incredible conversation and discussion on the topic of sin. We've kind of been in this mini-series where we've been talking about what to do if you feel stuck in life. And um, we wanted to talk about what do you do if you feel stuck in sin? And as we all were kind of researching and gathering notes, we realized that we needed to have a bigger conversation about what is sin? Is it relevant? And so last week, and I would highly recommend for you to get the full context of this podcast, go back, listen to last week, like it, share it. But we had some awesome discussion around questions like, what is sin? Is sin relevant and is it relative or are there real rights and wrongs? Uh, what if I disagree with something that's in the Bible? Or uh, how do I deal with sin without becoming judgmental or a bigot? And so the answer to those questions will sort of be the framework for what we talk about today when it comes to dealing with sin or being stuck in sin. And so we got a lot to talk about. I don't want to waste any time. And I feel like this is such a crucial and important conversation. So let's maximize all the time we have. We're going to dive right in. And so sort of the first question that I wanted to address in today's podcast is this. Sort of based off last week, if we all agree that sin is real and maybe a general definition of sin is that it's in opposition to what God said is the right and best way to live your life, why do you think we, especially as Christians, will oftentimes find ourselves falling back into sin or sin patterns? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think a relevant question for whether you've been a believer for an hour or you've been a believer your entire life. And an honest confession, I, I constantly feel like there's a war that's waging 
within my soul daily. And it's a war between who I want to be and who I'm trying not to be. And it's like this war between who I used to be and the man that God is calling me to be. And I think that everybody can feel that to, to some level that you love Jesus, you have a relationship with Jesus, but you constantly find yourself struggling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With, with Oftentimes it's like the same thing Yeah, that yeah. you kind of just keep going back to. Like how many times have you had an experience with Jesus? Like at church or a podcast or a time of the word, and you feel like God just totally like spoke to you. It's such a powerful mountaintop moment. And you're like, I'm forever changed. And then 30 minutes later, mm-hmm. you find yourself doing the exact thing <laughs> yeah. that yeah. you thought God kind of healed you from. And so it's this constant war in between. And hopefully uh, you're listening and hopefully we can encourage you through this. Um, but I, I, th- I think that there's a biblical view that we have to have of this war that we find ourselves in. And Paul who wrote most of the New Testament, he kind of, he speaks to this multiple times in the New Testament, but you can tell that through the words of Paul and the, and the words that he writes that he had this same struggle, Mm -hmm. the same um, war waging within. And he wrote about in Romans seven and he says, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good as it is. It's no longer myself who do it, but it is the sin living in me. So, like, why, why do I keep screwing up all the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it because I, I'm just a giant screw up? <laughs> is it because I just maybe. can't get things right? Is it because God's not really living in my life? Is yeah. it because I maybe I just I shouldn't do this whole Christian thing? It's cut out for people who um, are just more righteous. And then he goes on to to speak in Ephesians 6, though, to answer this. Don't allow yourself to get there. He says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. That the enemy wants you to believe that your fight is flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Because then he can get you to believe that if you were just better, if you were just stronger, he wants you to get to the place where... You think that if you were just more of this, then you would struggle with less of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there is a real battle waging within your soul that's in your flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. I think, you know, every Christian, like you said, has experienced this reality. Um, why I genuinely love Jesus. I've had moments with Jesus. I know Jesus has saved me, but I can't seem to shake this and and a verse that I always go back to when I kind of go through seasons of struggling is this. It's Hebrews ten fourteen. It says, "By one sacrifice, which is Jesus, He has made me perfect forever, even though I'm still being made holy." Mm-hmm. And I think while that's not a license to sin and to continue to do bad things, um, it kind of gives us this reality that it's only because of Jesus that we could ever. Um, conquer and start to defeat the things that we struggle with in our life. And so in God's eyes, as a Christian, I'm made perfect. And he allows me as I follow him to go through the process of becoming more and more like him. And I think that's that's a big part of why we struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a big part of last week's talk was the weight and the heaviness of our sin. Um, But I love, I think one of my friends, he had posted um, this, I don't know if it was a quote from someone, but it, he just said, like, it's okay to mourn something we thought was once dead. And I know for me, 
things that I feel like I've overcome, like what Andrew's saying, like <clears throat> the war within. And sometimes you do have these moments where you're like, yes, I've defeated this area of sin. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, oh, like, I mean, this is kind of a funny example, but anytime I get in my car, oh my gosh, you know that verse that says like, in your, in your anger, don't say, <laughs> okay, well, get in my car with me and go drive around for 10 minutes. Conrad's always like, you find the worst drivers, apparently it's known to man when, only when you drive. And I'm like, you're right. Um, but I can just get, oh, like so angry and then. It reminds me like how easy and the war of like between my sin and righteousness, it, it's so present Yeah. and it can just come out at any moment and you're almost like shocked right. by your, your sin. Yeah. And yeah. I know for me, um, yeah, it's just like a reminder of, gosh, I am not perfect. Yeah. And there is, I want to do things I don't want to do, but I do them. And it just reminds me, I just, I need a, a savior. I need Jesus. But oftentimes I, I find that sometimes the longer that you, we, we're, we're like, we tally, right? Yeah. Like one win for me today, one win for sin. Yeah. And that's kind of me in my nature. I try not to be, but I'm a very like performance driven Christian. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. my biggest issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think for a lot of people, sometimes there's so many tallies there on the sin side mm-hmm. where what happens sometimes is we just kind of give ourselves over to it. Yeah. And so instead of, I, I, I struggle with this sin. Mm-hmm. I, I find myself doing this sometimes. It becomes, this is our, our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If I can't live the life, we, we think of it as I'm either holy mm-hmm. or I'm unrighteous. I'm righteous or I'm unrighteous, you know? Yeah. yeah. And if I, and Jesus says, don't be lukewarm. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I, I have my struggles, but so I, I think that I found a lot of young adults who, when they listen to a podcast or come to a service, they know deep down, like God's speaking to them, like, hey, th- you need to let go of this yeah. in your life. But I keep losing that battle. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to be a fraud. And so I'm just going to kind of give myself over forgetting that sanctification is like this process yeah. of mm-hmm. being made holy. Yeah. I think I think that's such a good point. Authenticity is such a big part of our culture. I think, you know, growing up, um, our parents and even our grandparents, there was such this pressure to sort of put on a show. And like mm-hmm. even in, especially in the church. Um, to make sure you feel like you've got your life all together and, right. and put on a good face. And our culture has kind of shifted almost the opposite way of um, we value authenticity so much that there can come a point to where we actually embrace things that are wrong with us um, that, that need healing um, hmm. and and kind of say, well, that's just me. I'm, I'm just kind of being yeah. authentic. And I think sometimes we can use that to let ourselves off the hook. I think oftentimes um, we can kind of give ourselves a pass because when we talk about sin, I think we kind of talk about what we would like to say the the obviously offensive things, the overtly offensive things like racism or sexism, murder, cheating on a spouse. We think, man, those are the big sins mm-hmm. that tend to really get in there and ruin people's lives. Um, however, I think, I think most of the time it's probably the secret sins that we deal right. with maybe on a personal mm-hmm. level that tend to sort of rotted us from the inside out, like a pornography addiction of getting drunk 
every weekend, but just calling it a good time with your friends, sleeping around and hooking up just to kind of cure your loneliness or having anger or rage in your heart that for some reason social media you think is the appropriate Mm -hmm. platform to let all that out. I think in our minds, we justify that because we say, okay, these aren't really affecting other people. These are just sort of things that I deal with. Um, But it's the smaller secret things that we often find ourselves in this cycle of, of falling back into when it comes to sin. And so I guess my question would be, why are the secret sins or maybe the personal sins so toxic and dangerous? Yeah, I mean, there is a great farming analogy for this and <laughs> throwing it to the best farms. So um, my husband and I, we have like some property and we like, let's just go all in for this. Be farmers, plant uh, crops. You're the I mean, pioneer woman. Oh, pioneer woman. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to learn all the things. And um, what I found was um, there are some flowers that I had planted and they're not blooming. And I had went to the store and I said, you know, why are these flowers? I got flowers to flower. Like, why are they not flowering? And um, the guy helped me and said, you know, um, the reason why is actually um, who tended these this specific plant last year. Hmm. And if however it was tended, it will affect next year's flowering. So he said this year, water it give it the right amount of sunlight, do all the things right, and you'll see flowers next year. And I think there's two ways we can take this in the context of this question, because I believe Luke 8, it says there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed and nothing concealed that will be known or brought out into the open. And I remember my mom used to tell me this verse kind of as like a fear tactic, like (laughs) just confess, just open up your life and tell me what's going on or... um, or I, I honestly was like, the Holy Spirit's going to tell my mom stuff that I did, you know. <laughs> and that's it, real. The mama and grandma intuition, oh, Holy they Spirit they intuition know. is real. That's they real know. Yeah. But as I've like gotten older, and especially with this farming story, that what you cultivate, no matter what, in your spirit, so whether it's small, hidden, or blatantly out in the open, it will manifest yeah. a, a certain way. Yeah. And I mean, you're seeing this currently happening in celebrity culture, like people that we've put on pedestals. I'm not going to say names, but people that we've loved and that they're known for kindness and generosity. There's actually a lot of stuff that's coming out. It's like, oh, this person actually wasn't that kind. And here's my story. And um, I mean, you, you can see that all over like the Me Too movements and yeah. racism and things of that nature where things that have happened in secret come out. Yeah. No, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, and so with your secret sin, I would say um, get it out. Get that junk out. Um, have like a trusted friend. I know we always say like confession. Yeah. Um, at James 5, it says, like, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. And then it goes on. It says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And I think mm-hmm. we can separate those two verses. Um, but there's, like, healing for you through the prayer of a righteous mm-hmm. friend that yeah. you've confessed to. Yeah. And so um, I think 
the flip the script a little bit that once you do these things, like once you confess and you're starting to like cultivate the crops of your life, the flowers of your life, um, the gardens of your life, and you're like, I'm going to seek health here. I'm going to confess. I'm going to have accountability that you're going to see amazing things next year. Mm -hmm. And I think we're such like a culture of like, we want it now. We want healing now. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it just sin is has all these different levels, but it just it has to start somewhere. And I really right. do believe scripture at its word that there'll be healing mm-hmm. for yeah. you. So No, I, you know, and God's in the business of exposing darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's literally why he sent Jesus yeah. to expose the darkness in the world and to bring it to light. And so God, God does that in all sorts of avenues. He does that. He does that in our world with things that you talked about with people who aren't believers, with just injustice. Yeah. Because um, God loves His children. Mm-hmm. But also, God is. If you have a relationship with Jesus, you're living in the light. Mm-hmm. So if you have darkness with within you, darkness and light cannot dwell yeah. together. It's so good. And so God, oftentimes, will expose your sin, not because He doesn't like you not because he's mad at you because he wants the best for you yeah and and so god's in the business of of exposing sin and i think that's why if you're listening to this podcast and you have some sin in your life that the holy spirit has been challenging you with that's why you do feel such a tension i think inside your soul because god is trying to get out of you Mm -hmm. the thing that does not belong in you Mm -hmm. that that should not be dwelling within you so I, i think that Exposing that darkness is is such a powerful, important thing. Yeah, I think kind of like what you said, God will expose your sin not to shame you, but to heal you. Yeah. And I think that exposure, when when we're caught being wrong, there's so much um, guilt and shame and emotion that come with that. I think one of the reasons why sort of personal or secret sin, the sin that we think doesn't affect other people, but in, in reality it does, the sin that we think is just personal to us, it's so dangerous because what the enemy loves to do is he loves to create your own private prison just mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A prison of isolation where you, you're you caught up in this thing. You feel um, the conviction from the Holy Spirit and conviction's not condemnation, but the enemy loves to take that conviction mm-hmm. and try to turn it to condemnation. Right. Right. And he loves to build you this prison where you feel like if you tell somebody or you, you out yourself— um, you're going to be exposed and the result is going to be guilt, shame, people disowning you, people, I can't believe they would, mm-hmm. I can't believe, whatever. And the exact opposite is actually true. The Bible says, what, what Whitney was reading, Luke 8, that when things are exposed, there can be healing. James mm-hmm. 5 or, or whatever, yeah. If you confess, healing comes. Mm-hmm. And so there's this huge narrative that the enemy loves to play up that when you make a mistake, okay, keep that hush. Put that to the side. Don't let anybody in on that. You'll you'll do better next time. You won't you won't mess up again. Just don't think about it. Just don't talk about it. Um, and and slowly you kind of see yourself laying these bricks of I gotta hide this. I can't let anybody in on this. And the next thing you know, you're struggling, you're, you're dying inside, mm-hmm. and you've built walls that nobody else can break into unless you step out in that. And so um, this is so real. I would love to hear your all's thoughts on this. What Talk about the weight of carrying around like secret mm-hmm. sin that you just feel like you can't share. Maybe, maybe COVID 
because you've been alone in your house or maybe you've been bored. Maybe you've jumped back into a pornography addiction, an alcohol addiction that you thought you had under wraps, but it's reared its head. There can be a weight to carrying that around right. in private. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think that we feel that, we feel the shame of it, and then, then we let it sit. And I think that, how do I say this? That we have to trust that what I gain in confession mm-hmm. will far outweigh what I might lose. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that we have this thought of like, if I get out there, the sin that I feel stuck in, I'm going to lose so much because mm-hmm. people are going to know me. I'm going to be a fraud. I might lose something. I might lose my job. I might lose a relationship. But you have to trust that what you gain in healing mm-hmm. will far outweigh what you might lose. And and I love this thought that like God can't heal what you keep concealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that was for, for me, with, with me and my wife a, a few years ago, when we were just like in a really rough patch, a lot of things had happened, some inflicted on us, some self-inflicted, and we were just at a rough spot, man, mm-hmm. in, in our marriage, in our home, and um, we were so afraid, being pastors, we're like, if we let somebody into this, we're gonna lose everything. Mm-hmm. We might, we could lose our jobs, we could, you know, we might lose everything. But the Lord like kind of forced exposure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause he's like, I have something more for you. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're living in death right now. Like yeah. sin, like we talked about last, just leads to death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our, our souls were dead and God exposed it. And, and I remember sitting in an office with my lead pastor and mm-hmm. our bosses and telling them everything that was happening in our lives. And, and exposure hurts. Mm-hmm. I don't think exposure is meant to be this really fun. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it hurts. But I'll never forget that moment when we confess the things that were just in our lives. And that started our journey to healing. Mm-hmm. And so your confession, God, God forgives you. You pray to God, ask for God will forgive you. Yeah. But he says healing is found in confession to, to somebody else. Yeah. You know? And I love, I just feel like I needed to say this too. Like if someone is confessing to you, Andrew, you probably can speak to this. Yeah. You need to receive them yep. and um, not throw condemnation on them. Because yeah. I think when um, a lot of young adults have felt like they've confessed at some point in their lives and have felt an immediate, oh, no, that's too much for right. me. I can't hear this. Yeah, this I is, can't believe you I did can't that. believe this is too much for me to bear. Yeah. But if someone is coming to you and saying, I've done this I yeah like how did how I guess I want to know Andrew like how did your lead pastors like receive you right yeah I, I remember Gary Brugman who's our mm-hmm. staff counselor and we've all probably sat in his office and cried and told him <laughs> yeah. things. um he he told me long ago I perfected my surprise face <laughs> so he's like I I just decided no matter what someone said to me mm-hmm. I was going to have the same reaction mm-hmm. And I think sometimes someone says something to you, like, you know, you ever confess to somebody, they're like, oh, you're like wait, <laughs> is it, huge. I should have said anything. <laughs> yeah. That was really bad. Uh, uh-huh. You know, and so I, I remember sitting in that moment. Who knows what might have been going on in their head? Mm-hmm. But at that moment, I felt like, wow, they got my back. Mm. Now, awesome. now there, there's, there could be consequences to your sin, too. Yeah. 
just, just like we talk about sex before marriage. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is healing, mm-hmm. and but you you're gonna face consequences. That, that's that's part of it, and it's God's correction to yeah. make sure that we don't. There was no consequence we'd find ourselves back in that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about that's why I think guilt is sometimes can be a healthy thing because it keeps your brokenness on the forefront. Mm-hmm. So remembering that when someone's confessing to you where you've been and probably where you're going to be mm-hmm. not far from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I think, yeah. I think kind of perfecting that of like, all right, yeah. thank you for sharing. Wow. The fact that you trusted me yeah. with that information, I will keep that so close. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're helping someone realize, like, this is healthy for me. I'm going to keep doing this. Yeah. It's going to make mm-hmm. this a practice in yeah. my life. Yeah, I think I think the, the quickest way to realize how to respond to somebody is to think, if you were to go to somebody with your rap sheet, your browsing history, the things you search on Instagram, uh, maybe if you brought photos of all the times you made dumb decisions downtown at the bar, <laughs> whatever, and you were to lay that out at somebody's on somebody's table and say, this is me. How would you want them to respond? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and when if somebody trusts you with the privilege of being somebody that they can confide in, mm-hmm. you have to respond the way that Jesus would respond, because that's how he responded with you. We, we talked about it last week. It's kindness yeah. that leads him to repentance. Kindness doesn't necessarily affirm bad decisions, yeah. but it does say that, hey, you've made some mistakes. We're going to get some healing from this. Mm-hmm. But I love you just the same. Yeah. And I think that's so yeah. important. What I think to to speak to that, we we need people in our lives that walk in the grace and truth of Jesus. Yeah. So that we confess to them, they're like, dude, I love you, bro. And you're not a bad person. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that that happened. That, but listen, I'm going to call you to something more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. God has more for your life. Yeah. And so I want to challenge you to get in the scripture. I'm going to be accountable to you. Mm-hmm. Confessing to someone with the same value system. Because you can confess to your friends that aren't believers. Right, right. And they're like, and no they're, big deal. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, dude, no worries. I just did it last weekend. I'm playing, I'm doing it this weekend. You're yeah. fine. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, you feel. But as God is so forward focused, forward, pushing you forward, so you have to have people in your life who are like, dude, love you. Mm-hmm. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're better than that. Yeah. Don't walk down that path again. God has more for your life. Yeah. Because that's how Jesus was. Yeah. I'll defend you. Mm-hmm. I'll stand between you and the, the stones. So good. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to disciple you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. go and sin no more because there's a better life for you. Mm-hmm. So we need that in our lives. Yeah. I think, I think that's such a lost art, especially in our social media, Instagram culture of defend and disciple. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we love to expose and throw stones. Yep. And yeah. it's easy to do when you don't have a personal relationship and you just see somebody's post and you're like, I'm going to roast you yeah. for mm-hmm. this. You know, you mm-hmm. talked about it last week a little bit, that cancel culture, but Jesus was always defending public, yeah. disciple in private. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like you said, I'm going to call you to something higher, not because I'm ashamed of you, not because I, I think you're an idiot, but because there's so much that I have for you in this life that it, I would be really disappointed if you didn't get to experience yeah. the fullness of who I am. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, I think that's so important. And so... I know we've been talking for a minute, and I think this is a very important uh, question in this equation of handling our sin. Mm -hmm. 
let's say somebody listening loves Jesus um, and they're, they're doing their absolute best to follow after him and they recognize there's a sin pattern in their life that they're constantly struggling with. They love God, but they can't seem to shake fill in the blank, be it whatever. How do you begin to take steps to break that sin cycle in your life? Yeah. Well, I think Paul talks about it in Colossians, and he talks about that if you have a relationship with Jesus, as Jesus died, your fleshly died with him. Mm-hmm. And, and so that the old is gone and the new has come. Mm-hmm. And he talks about this in Colossians, and, and he says, he says, since then you have been raised with Christ, because as we died with Christ, we've also been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, see at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. I think the first thing that you have to do is you have to begin to set your, your heart and your mind on things above. You have to refocus like we talked about um, a couple weeks ago, we talked about you have to assess your situation. You have yeah. to assess like what's actually going on in your life. Then you have to begin to reorder your priorities. So I need to like assess what's going on in my life. Then I need to set my heart and my mind on things above. And then he says, once you do that, he said, put to death the old way of living. Mm. And then he says, put on the new clothes. And so that's what it means to to follow Jesus. Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, then you'll deny yourself, you'll carry your cross, you'll follow me, that you will put to death. And, and you're listening right now, and you've just been playing around mm-hmm. with that thing, <laughs> yeah. with that substance. You've kept that guy's phone number mm-hmm. in your phone. Mm-hmm. You've, you haven't blocked them yet, or you haven't put the accountability software. Like Unfollowed, You've just been kind yeah. of messing around with with the sin. And this is not because sin leads to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we have to put these things to death. Um, and then we have to begin to put on like the, the new things of God and clothe ourselves with the qualities of God. And this doesn't mean that uh, we're never going to sin anymore, mm-hmm. but this is us being active of like, this is what's going on in my life and I'm going to put it to death. And it's, it's this thought of like, you have in your sights, the thing in your life, yeah. that could potentially destroy your life. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you have to take the shot mm-hmm. at the things that put to death the things in your life, not in your own strength, but through the strength of God. Yeah. Dang, that's crazy. Um, I think that's so helpful because oftentimes when we find ourselves um, stuck in sin, it feels like we don't have a way out. And I mm-hmm. think that it's so good. The Bible is so clear. Set your heart and your mind on things above. Put to death the old ways and realize that there's opportunity in Jesus to clothe yourself in the reality of who he has made you to be holy, loved, compassion, kindness, the way he thinks about and cares for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's so important when it comes to understanding how you start to take those steps um, to sort of break that cycle. And um, I don't want to go too long. I don't want to take a a bunch of people's time. I think we got one more thought we really want to wrap our mind around before we um, conclude today. And it's this. I think sin and being stuck in sin is just so relatable. Like you were saying, until Jesus comes back in some way, shape or form, God will be exposing, loving and growing us to be more like him. It's so relatable. And so I think there's a push and a false narrative in our culture that if we all can just become better people, 
all the, the sin, the death, the hatred in the world will take care of itself. However, we've kind of seen in this push to be better people, it sort of just exposes the evil all the more. Like mm. you were saying with, yeah. with Hollywood, with racism, um, just just with everything going on in our world, evil still exists. Sin, sin is still prevalent both globally and personally. And so this might it might seem like, a I don't know, a dumb question, but I, but I feel like our souls are, are craving the answer to this is, is there a cure for our sin? And will there ever be a way to defeat it in our life? I mean, I don't think we can fully say yes, because until we are with Jesus forever and he reigns on this earth, physical king. Um, but there's this verse in Genesis. It's my one of my favorite chapters, and it's really obscure. And it's um, Jacob blessing his children. And it's Genesis 49. And he goes through all of his kids. Some are good blessings, some are bad blessings. But he gets to Judah. And if you study this scripture, it's actually prophetic speaking towards Jesus. Because we know Jesus is from the line of Judah. And he says this one part. And he says, you shall, your hand shall be on the neck of your enemies. And um, I, I study that scripture way more and what he what the greek or no sorry hebrew words for this scripture is your hand shall be at the back of your neck of your enemies Mm. and what that means for me and what that means what i can have through jesus is let's just say me and you are fighting it's not really a fair fight if i'm fighting you or andrew and i have your neck you could grab my neck right back Mm. And But the, what this scripture is saying is that my hand will be at the back of your neck. Hmm. And so if you were to turn around and I had you by the neck, you can't get me. It's harder to get me. Hmm. And kind of like what Andrew was saying was when you fight sin and when you try to, when you try, just start, you have to engage and recognize. I think this helped me in fighting off my sin um, and defeating my sin. Um, was that I have a position of authority through Jesus. And so whenever I'm like, okay, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with that, I'm saying this, I'm gossiping, I'm, you know, like things that are real, I'm drinking too much. I have to recognize, wait, Jesus has given me the keys, the back of the neck of my enemy. Hmm. Yeah. So I have self-control. I don't need to drink myself to sleep at night through this quarantine season. And I think as Christians, we don't know that this is our position in dealing with sin. It kind of feels like, yeah, Jesus is like, it's a fair fight. You and sin, you going at each other. And no, like he's given you the position. And so I know for me, I have fought my sin with very spiritual um, gifts yeah. Like. Because it's not a physical fight. Right. It's a spiritual fight. So you can't fight it with physical. Right. Weapons. Right. Spiritual right. weapons. Like fight it with worship. Yeah. Or I know for me, and this might be controversial, like pray in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Like there are, there are times where I'm like so overwhelmed <laughs> and I'm like, I just need God to fight for me. Yeah. yeah and man. intercede for me. Yeah. Um, 
there are moments when you're you're struggling with sin in your mind and I, I, yes. I love it phrased this way where you need a prayer that skips your mind and goes straight to yes. the throne room of heaven yes mm. and god's made available to christians to be able to pray in the spirit to to pray in line with the heart of god and, yes. and use that as a weapon to fight sin yeah we i believe that i think we believe that and i think that is a, a very big part of 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 conquering this and fighting this. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I want Christians to understand that there are so many keys. Like there are so many things that God has given us like through the Holy yeah. Spirit and study that and know what that, what you stand on. Like ask for like prophetic words that are words of knowledge or wisdom that you can like cling to yeah. in seasons of trial and when you can't stop looking at your computer screen like yeah there i just i don't know i want a generation of christians to rise and say no i'm just i'm not just gonna rest on god's grace yeah. for my sin uh-huh. i'm gonna fight it yeah i, I Connor, think what, what, sorry what, what would you say though to like the thought of i, I thought jesus paid for sin on the cross mm-hmm. like what yeah so how how does that correlate in, in my life, like if Jesus paid for sin once and for all, yeah, why, why is sin so so prevalent? Like, and how how will that manifest itself? Yeah, I mm. think in I, I went to I went to college for to study theology, a little bit of a nerd. And there's a phrase <laughs> that at first I was like, this is dumb, but it makes so much sense. There, there's this thought of what Jesus has done, the kingdom of God is an already and and not yet mm-hmm. sort of thing. So because Jesus died on the cross positionally, kind of like that Hebrews 10 verse, you're perfect as if you had never sinned before in your life. Not saying you you haven't sinned mm-hmm. and that there's not a repercussion for your sin, but Jesus bore yeah. that repercussion on the cross so that you can have a relationship with God um, unhindered, that, that you can know God in his fullness and mm-hmm. not have to carry guilt or shame from your sin. So, so why why we still continue to do that if Jesus paid for it um i think like it kind of goes back to our first question god wants you to be so much like him mm-hmm. that he's willing to confront you on the things that aren't mm-hmm. to make you more like him and mm-hmm. i think that the bible says it's clear we're all born into sin sin isn't something that we yeah. choose it's our default mm-hmm. and it's only because of jesus that we get the opportunity to choose otherwise. Yeah, it's amen. only because of what God has done. Uh, kind of like, you know, the world's narrative, just be better, just be a better person, just be more loving. We can't, like yeah. clearly, we cannot. We still cannot agree that people with a different skin color than myself are incredible, yeah. mm-hmm. that, that we're human. Like pe- people struggle with saying that they matter. And it's like, matter what about are amazing what about have the image of god imprinted on their life what about Mm -hmm. have the potential to change the world what like our sons and daughters of the king like we can't be better at this we need to be saved and i think that that is the story of god i think sometimes we look at the bible and we see rules and regulations no it's a story of a god who created you who loved you and literally emptied heaven to save you from what we're talking about Mm -hmm. today. There's no greater love. There's no greater compassion, no greater understanding, Mm -hmm. nobody worth our praise, our thoughts, our worship than Jesus. It's all because of what Jesus has done that we even have the opportunity to fight. And Mm -hmm. like Whitney said, not only has he paid for it, 
He's given you the Holy Spirit. Jesus even said, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm giving you a helper. Yeah. And you know, some of the most, a pastor I listen to says, sometimes the most effective prayer you need to pray when you need help is help. <laughs> help. <laughs> that, yeah. That's the prayer I need to pray. And the Holy Spirit will meet you right where you're at. And he will give you power. He'll give you wisdom. He'll give you insight. He might even give you another language. Who knows? To, uh, <laughs> to fight um, the temptation that you're facing, the sin that you're yeah. facing. Yeah. yeah, because don't for a second think that you can fight this battle on your own. Right. Um, and please don't don't hear us at all saying like just put it to death just right no like um, even when God came to Gideon he said go in the strength that you have mm. um, what strength do you have right now young adult like mm-hmm. what amount of faith do you have go in that mm-hmm. and God will multiply and God will meet you and but God's trying to expose something so you've been listening to this and you you're bothered inside. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's knocking on your heart. Yeah, that that that's him pursuing you. That's him loving you. Say, no, yeah. look, son, daughter, I got so much more for you. Um, and you have to trust that. Like, trust that as I walk into this, what I lose, he's going to replace with something so much better. What you gain is far greater than what you might lose. Yeah. Um, but you've had so much fear of missing out what the world has for you. Yeah. Change your mindset to have some fear of missing out on what God might have for you. Mm-hmm. Like, if I don't confess, if I don't put this thing to death, what might I miss out on that God's trying to accomplish in my yeah. life? That's our goal for this podcast for you. Yeah. Is for you to understand who God called you to be. And when you understand that, you're going to be the most effective for the kingdom of God. And you're going to start living this life, not about you and all your situations, but mm-hmm. start living this life to affect your brothers and sisters in this world because our world needs Jesus. But how we present Jesus to people is we represent Jesus to people. Mm -hmm. And if you're living in sin right now, you're just a shell of who you are. Mm -hmm. And the world needs more of the love of Jesus Christ through you. Um, So stand up, dust your feet off, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I just want to end on this. If you're listening to this and you felt any guilt, shame, or condemnation, um, that's not from God. Mm-hmm. Conviction's from God. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. think that beating yourself up, because here's the reality. Jesus has won. Yeah. He's gone to the cross so that you're perfect in God's eyes. Yeah. He holds the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Sin is defeated, and you have a way to overcome what you're going through by calling out on his name. So I want to encourage you, you can do it. You can take that step. You can make that confession and you can begin to walk in the power that God has for you. When you confront yeah. the sin in your life and you you commit to following Jesus through this process of sanctification. So Andrew, I'm sure that this podcast has stirred up a lot of thoughts, a lot of emotions. Yeah. Um, would you would you pray for the people that are, are listening to this Absolutely. right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lord, we thank you so much for the words that were spoken today. And I believe that you gave us specific words to speak to your people. And I believe that if someone tuned in to this moment, there was such a specific purpose for it. Mm -hmm. And God, I pray that they would feel just your love, your grace, your mercy. But Lord, I pray that they would feel the truth of, hey, the road you're walking down is not the road that I have for you that there's a real battle waging for your soul and to remember that the enemy 
He tries to look like what you're looking for, but his goal is to kill and steal and destroy. But I have come, Jesus, to give you life and life to the full. You're listening today. You don't have a relationship with Jesus. We want to give you an opportunity right now um, to accept him as your Lord and Savior and to begin to walk into relationship with him. And it doesn't take anything specific. Uh, All you have to do is confess that Jesus is Lord um, and believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and that he's Lord of your life and that only through him we make it to heaven and we have eternal life. And just begin to talk to him in your own words. Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. I believe in you. I trust in you. I'm going to put my faith in you. And you're going to start this new journey with Jesus. Not an easy journey, but a beautiful journey that leads to Jesus at the end of this. Uh, So, Lord, for everybody else listening, I pray, Lord, that they would take a step today on this journey of healing and restoration. And, Lord, you've convicted my spirit in this today, Lord. And, uh, Lord, forgive me of my sins and the things that I have um, done to walk away from you, Lord, the things in my life that I have missed the mark on. And, Lord, I pray that you'd restore, redeem. Lord, we love you. We trust you. We ask all your name. Amen. Amen. Man, what... What an amazing podcast. Genuinely, maybe my favorite one we've done so far. I want to say thank you to everybody who is tuning in. Um, be sure to listen, subscribe, and share with a couple friends that you think might this might be helpful for. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our Instagram, our YouTube, and our website, which is rrya.org. We love you guys so much, and we cannot wait to meet with you again next week. Have a good one, guys. Love y'all. Peace. Bye.